In the end, she hadn't been able to help Mandy. If her readers only knew how far down she'd spiraled since then. Shoulders tight, Casey hit the remote button to open her garage and drove inside. As the door closed, she slid from her car, gripping her purse. She hurried under the covered walkway to her back entrance, key in hand. Casey shoved open the door, her fingers scrabbling around the door frame for the overhead light switch. As the fluorescent light flickered on, she whisked inside, shut the door, and locked it. Eyes closed, she exhaled. The weight upon her lifted. In her own home, she could relax. Unlike her mother, she didn't peer out windows every minute. How she missed inheriting that habit, she'd never know. Still, all blinds and curtains had to be closed at night. She needed to complete that task. When she'd left to visit Hannah, it had been daylight. Casey's heart squeezed. Every time Casey was with Hannah, which was often, after she'd slid into place as surrogate mother, Mandy's death hit her all over again. But this particular visit had been unusually heartrending. It had taken every ounce of fortitude Casey could muster to tell the begging, grief-stricken nine-year-old that she couldn't leave her father and new stepmom and come live with her. Casey placed her purse and key on the gray formica counter at her left the short bottom of a long-stemmed L of cabinets and sink, and inhaled the comforting smell of home. Tonight it mixed the regular scent of the old house's wood with the chicken baked for supper. For once, Casey had eaten a regular meal. As the tension in her shoulders unwound, Casey breathed a prayer for Hannah. It wasn't fair to lose your mother at that young age, but to see your father remarry within months, bringing a new mom with a daughter of her own into the house— Casey could strangle the man, even as she'd assured Hannah, You can't leave your dad, he loves you. Yeah, like he loved Mom, Hannah sobbed. She might as well have been a dog that died. Just go out and get another one. Casey sighed. Families were so hard, but so was not having one. Some day, at thirty, she still had time. Casey stepped away from the counter and heard a click. A flash lit the room. Her head snapped up, her gaze cutting to the round table across the wide kitchen. A camera sat upon it. Where had that come from? It had taken a picture, all by itself. She stared at the camera, stunned. It was small and black, looked like a digital point-and-shoot. She had one of those, only hers was silver and bigger. And the last time she saw the thing, it was in its case, sitting in the bottom drawer of her desk. The camera's lens stuck out aimed at her. It had taken a picture of her. Casey looked around wildly, her paranoia like a thousand skittering insects across her back. Who had done this? Somebody could be watching her by remote through that lens right now. No. The thought was too petrifying and far-fetched. Someone was just pulling a joke. But who would do that? And how would they get into her house? She hadn't given a key to anyone. Casey edged toward the table sideways, palms up, as if the camera might explode in her face. Dark imaginings filled her head. Somewhere in a shadowy room sat a man, eyes glued to a monitor, chuckling at her terror as she approached. Who was he? What group was he a part of? What did they want? Casey, stop it! There's a rational explanation! Her thigh grazed the table. The camera sat no higher than that part of her body. Did it have a wide enough lens to include her face when it took the picture? She extended a trembling arm and knocked the camera ninety degrees. There, 
Now they couldn't see her. Shallow breathing, she leaned over to look down at the black rectangle. Its onlight glowed golden. What other pictures had it taken? Had they gone around her house, photographing every room? Nobody was here. It's a joke, just a joke. Casey reached out a tentative hand, drew it back, reached out again. On the third try, she picked up the camera. She flipped it around and studied its controls on the back, turned a dial to the view mode. A picture of herself filled the screen, with her head cropped off. Casey saw only her wiry body, the loose-fitting jeans, and three-quarter sleeve purple top. So much for a wide lens. Her finger hesitated over the back arrow button, then pressed. Onto the screen jumped the close-up, gruesome face of a dead man. Eyes half open, dark red holes in his jaw and forehead. Blood matted his hair. Printed in bold in the bottom...